Good show. Um, we have a special guest today, uh, Joey Torres, and um, and we'll be hearing from him very soon. And um, and so on today's show, let me just say, um, let me just uh, speak uh, briefly about a situation that's going on, um, and it uh, has to do with a recent court decision uh, in in the in the recent case of um, Anthony Nunez. Uh, you know, in 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 San Jose, California, the federal courthouse, um, uh, the federal courts have just ruled in San Jose that um, you know the police they're going to inquire on the police and they're going to um, look into um, the murder of Anthony Nunez. So, you know, um, this is very big news. Um, it's very, um, very powerful for the people to be able to uh, put these cops on uh, on trial for what they did, you know. And that was a uh, um, uh, innocent uh, man who who was murdered. And so, you know, um, it's very important that we, um, you know, that we um, hold these killer cops accountable so very important so um that being said you know um as i said we have a very important um show today joey torres is here and let me just uh let me just introduce our guest this brother um you know me and this brother you know he's like a brother he's a comrade and um you know, he's from the Moikma, Ohlone, San Francisco, San Jose, Costa Noan, First Nations descendant, uh, Joey, Joey Torres. Are you there, Joey?
as a speaker and to um, be embraced from uh, the community of um, all, all of my, my relatives over there at the Poor People's Army, the Poor People's Magazine, the Poor People's Revolutionary Radio, as well as Aslan Press. This would have not been possible without Tiny and all of everybody who, it's you, Joey, you know, everybody who's been involved in our our struggle and our liberation of our people and understanding and waking up and the seventh generation. And um, I would like to start with just uh, acknowledgement and uh, a greeting of my, 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 uh, my name is Joey Ayolo Pichli. That's uh, my, my name and Torres, of course, and my, um, my, my greeting, I want to greet you in the language of the Chechenyo, uh, as well as my, as my work, my, one of our languages, many languages as we spoke, different dialects. Many uh, and blessings, brother. And I want to start that off correct. Ometeo, everything that we do, it incorporates everything. So I want to bless um, that. And then I want to say for our, our, our brothers, our political brothers and sisters, Leonard Peltier, um, Orlando Watley, Red Fawn, Mumbu Abu Jamal, our brothers, our other brother, Kuju Bomani Sabubu, Grayling Brown, our political activists, our political brothers who are, are still in the struggle of understanding and going through a harder time behind the concrete walls and the four, the four walls and all that is, uh, that it has been addressed towards whatever agendas they've done to assist our, our people in trying to and to, call, to assist the revolution, to assist our, our, our conditioning, as we all know that this is not where we're living accordingly to how we were created and our responsibilities. Blessings, yeah. brother. Oh, Thank you. Blessing. And, and, you know, and, and yeah, we got to, you know, free the political prisoners. I say free them all. And also I'll, I'll include with those pris um, political prisoners uh, those held in the shoes you know, Pelican Bay shoe, Corcoran shoe, Folsom shoe, Tehachapi shoe, and all of the shoes, the sh uh, security housing unit and control units across these false U.S. borders. Because what happens with the shoes is these uh, prisoners who are labeled as uh, falsely labeled as gang members um, who really belong to lumpen organizations and also to youth survival groups, you know, but they resist the state. And because of that, the state, um, you know, puts them in the shoes for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And so they're not there for committing any crimes. And they're only there for their beliefs and, and their beliefs in their youth survival group or their belief in their lumpen organization. And these are organizations and groups and resistance groups that, um, you know, they resist the state um, and the capitalist state. So um, in, in so many, in many ways, they are political prisoners as well because they're in there for thought crimes. They're not in there for physical crimes. They're in there for their beliefs. And anytime you um, imprison or repress somebody for their beliefs, then that means they're in there um, as political prisoners. We've seen it in Hitler's Germany. Uh, Hitler put people in these concentration camps because of their beliefs, because of things that they believe, not because of no physical acts. And, you know, we've seen the outcome of that. And, you know, we see similarities here um, in the U.S. as well, where they, um, yeah, they criminalize us for our beliefs. So, um, you know, that's... Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, but yeah, but let me get to the uh, interview because we got a lot of questions. I know the <laughs> listeners they want to hear yeah. this, and it's going to be a good one. We're going to give it to them raw. You yeah, know how we do fires, it. Brother. We're lighting absolutely. fires now. We're absolutely. Burning down. We're going to burn it down. But um, <laughs> let me say, yeah, let me say the first. Let me ask the first question. And you know, unity is very important. I love unity and unity between. Um, our peoples between all oppressed nations and, and you know indigenous people but let me ask you I want to hear your uh, take on this um, why is it important to promote unity for all indigenous people um, well it's it's 
actually one of the the main ingredients right now within uh, seven generation with restoring the ways we're breaking the cycles of oppressor conditioning through modification of our our understandments with our relationship with our responsibilities as being the carriers and the and, and the seeds that grow from our, our sacred mother earth we've been we've been chemically altered and we've been we've and we've also lost it with the way that they've kind of designed as you spoke on how hitler had his philosophy and um it's been divide and conquer as one time and we were unified and understanding from first contact especially from my my and all of our coastal relatives all the way down from the seminole all the way up to the mohawk relatives all of our nations from uh, down all the way down over there chaapas and everything are, are people who are still fighting with these acts and these causes of ancestral teachings of of, liber of staying spiritual with our understandings to grow. We're trying to grow. And so by us promoting unity, we can all come with that understanding that we all have that one same direction that has been with our relationship with our four seasons, our mother earth, our four directions. Everything incorporates us being part of this. So everybody's been misled to think that we're supposed to be so so um you know singled out with with uh, individualism and, and everything else is breaking ourselves as being part of a collective our, our community you know we even got like being manipulated away from like relationships to even losing ourselves from our lineages and our understandings of our cultura and it all falls back under that because the ancestors as we come back into this acknowledgement and restore this amnesia from this coma we've been in, in, in involved in since, you know, Kennedy and all this, these, these, you know, Lincoln, Jackson, all these, these slave owners, you know, who mm -hmm. kept us staying away with all these illusions that we are, you know, a part of this democracy and this, you know, this, 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 this illusion that takes us and takes us away from it. And, and that's understanding that we come from our lands. You know, we all have sacred lands that we all come from. We're grown from her. So if we can bring back and start gathering all salvageable, everything on deck, everybody who has four arms and four legs and a thought who we can help with to restore themselves, to assist this, then with that, that comes unity because we're helping. It's, it's going to be the red and brown revolution, you know, mm. and, and that's where it stands right yes. now as I'm seeing it right now, how powerful of an impact this is going through in this cycle of the seventh generation. Oh, Very yes. beautiful. Beautiful. And unity, I mean, <laughs> unity, we can't do nothing alone. And we're, we're you know, we're, we're people, we're interdependent people. We're, you know, all third world peoples are interdependent people um, and fourth world people. And we're interdependent people we're not independent people we're interdependent we you know are, are um, as indigenous people um, we come together as a community and we've done so for thousands of years so it's very important and you know in unity we can't overcome the oppressor nation unless we're you know united but let me get to the next question because you know our time's slipping real quick so let me see so, you know, you mentioned something very important. You mentioned uh, the seventh generation. And so can you tell us what the seventh generation means, uh, what it means? To me, I mean, so, okay, I don't want to get, you know, um, I don't want to get bashed on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Because this is a very old, um, very, very long time spoken. This is very, very sacred to our indigenous uh, ways as our ancestors have spoken on. So I speak in a sacred manner to all my indigenous people who listen to what I have to say regarding our seven generation, meaning to the First Nations. Many, I, I wrote a little bit down because this is a very, very, um, I, I just gotta be very, you know, certain with it. Um, so many roles of tribes have their visionaries of medicine carriers who have spoken and foretold the seventh generation, different prophecies. This is a prophecy that comes from different clans in different times. As you know, the Iroquois were one of the first who spoke on it, as well as our Dakotas, our Lakota, or you know, all of our people of of of, of 
our sacred tribes of our sacred mother earth and um and how it considers every decisions personal and government or corporate it will affect our descendants in the future as it's one lived within a balance as we all live with a balance with an understanding that we all this is what we we are all related to respect everything in life so as a seventh generation that we are seeing what is being shown as far as our protecting our responsibilities as being the sacred protectors of our sacred mother our sacred waters and right now as we fall within the seven you know the seven generation they try to say it's i think lakota has every hundred years and in the you know this new age it's 25 years right so i think with with that as as we all fall you know there's different areas of speakings on what our responsibilities are to assist to heal our earth to heal our air to heal our water because we have lost our respect and acknowledgement been misled with illusion and false teachings of manipulation through western catholic ways as how we've done we've fallen so deep into this amnesia where now we are snapping out of in the seven generation cycle so this mm. is like an inducement and mm. and it, and as well as is walking up with our women to lead us to this liberation as it is spoken on Ooh, it's, I a, love that. it's a war to destroy our existence is what Ooh. we are understanding now by waking up into the battlefield Ooh. different philosophies of it of understanding the concrete to the reservations to the the, the conditioning from our, our foods and and all the and all of just us being you know re just designed and, and harvested now yeah, so yeah so it's a, you know, yeah. It's, a, it's a long thing we can write there's many we can write many books on it you know we can talk right. to many elders in different tribes and they all have their understandments of something that has been told very very long this is very sacred you know knowledge of, of what I've come to understand of how sacred it is to rise in this time right now me and you are in brother mm, I love Be it blessed. and, and it's a, it's it seems like a whole process of decolonization <laughs> that um this the seventh generation it's like the decolonization is unleashed on the oppressor nation but let me just um let me get to this next question and you know <clears throat> when we talk about decolonization or we talk about this transformation of um of peoples and indigenous um awakenings um of course awakenings can only happen through transformation um transformation is also another word for revolution uh when you when there's a revolution in a society it's actually a transformation of a society so um and when we talk about revolution you know some are scared of revolution you know the word revolution no don't save that word revolution and some are you know they, they you know some go running when you speak about revolution you know so you know we we there's a lot of people that we have to unteach we have to unteach uh, the, you know, what they've been taught, and you know, and and when they hear that word, you know, uh, some people go running. So we don't want them to run. We want them to stand and fight. So you know, this is very important, and I know you understand that. You understand revolution, and it's a necessary thing. It's something that we need. We must have. It's a necessity. So let me just ask this question. Um, you know, because revolution, you know, when we talk about national liberation, um, you know, and, and when we talk about, you know, uh, especially First Nations, you know, there's many different nations across these false U.S. borders and um, throughout um, throughout the land. But, you know, there's only one way to transform and to liberate these uh, peoples and these nations and that is through uh, national liberation but national liberation can't take place without revolution because um, the oppressor is not going to hand over um, you know it's the, the resources that it's stolen for centuries so it's going to have to be pried from the hands of the oppressor nation and so we're not afraid of revolution you know we understand it we grasp it and we chase it this is what we do and i know you understand this but let me ask you for the viewers some of the viewers may you know may have different um thoughts on 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 the idea on the concept of so let me just ask you brother um you know why is revolution a necessary component to national liberation of all native peoples 
constitutions. We didn't have these things as they used in that use us and force us away from our our lands. Broken treaties. So I know that with before all that revolution has always been something that that it, you can consider. Let's just call it. It's natural. It's something that happens natural mm. with an instinct, with an understanding that it doesn't sit well on us, knowing that we have a grounding with the stars, we have a grounding with the moon, we have a grounding with our with our sunrise, as we as our child smile, as the mother of our love, who who, who holds us and keeps us in a sacred space within the womb. These are things that you know people would call. In, in that case, love would be revolution, and that's something that Ooh, I can't say. Yes, that it's it's not something that I can say that is is written. It's not. This is something that you feel, and so the activation. I I say I got to be very careful because to to say something as far as um, giving people the hope, and I don't you like using that word. Um, and, but I think really giving them the reassurance that. Everything is working accordingly as far as how they're feeling about the way things are moving around the world, the way things are going with their life, the way things are working in the cycle of breaking cycles as what revolution is, is us breaking these cycles that that we've been oppressed from, from our mm. feelings, you know, and, yes. and us knowing that we can find these 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 moments within our own personal self like taking a shower you find so much spot within yourself knowing that that's going to be your only time being in a sacred moment within the water touching your and touching your whole body the steam everything can be so liberating within that moment of you gathering yourself or even just even being with love of children so i think it all just happens as it's mm. you know it's in the time cycle it's in how we are in the quake in the in the, in the stars and floating in the cosmos and universally speaking i think it's um it's something it's an activation but i think mm. really us reassuring our people that they're doing it and it's working mm. however it's working it's working as mm. long as they focus it's going back my my thing is is go back to your culture mm. stick to your roots and the more you find and understand your ancestors and pray to your ancestors the more you start activating these things mm. you know it, it, even acknowledging the ancestors as you stand all of the people over there on the left coast right now on my ancestors right there along the whole my territory from the bay all the way down to the south bay if they want to consider it that you know so and that's all my people is we all pray you know i all pray if we pray i might hear with the who and the rapaho you know giving acknowledgement to lakotas everybody around me that i know that are here it really helps when you start identifying and having a little more respect like how you knock on the door before you walk in you got to acknowledge these things you know these things have been forgotten and i really feel very deep down inside once you acknowledge the ancestors and yourself as being something giving thanks to that's the revolution that's what they don't want you to know they want mm. you to pray to a man in the sky you know what i mean mm. and, and, and 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 go and, and commit yourself to a false belief from another place so mm. there, there, there's not you know it's just breaking breaking cycles but breaking it's, cycles it's breaking baby, cycles baby steps, but beautiful you know, it's happening. beautiful yeah absolutely <laughs> It's happening, and we're seeing it happen. We're making it happen, and we're part of that. And you know, and and I would just only add that you know, in 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 you know, in embracing our ancestors, we you know those all those who love our cultura and who embrace our ancestors, you know, have to um, come to realize that when our you know ancestors were here, they weren't breaking bread with the oppressor. You know, they were in battle with the oppressor. So that's something that um, all lovers of cultura, all lovers of our ancestors have to acknowledge that um, our ancestors didn't, you know, break bread with the oppressor. And, and neither are we. And neither should we. But let me just move on because we have one more question and then we're going to take a little music um, break. But this last question is it kind of ties into... Um, a, a past question of unity and if there is no unity between indigenous nations how would this affect us obtaining national liberation how does this affect that it wouldn't be where we're at right now with 
with the with the fights with the look at Standing Rock that was one of the first cycles of it you know and then you you, you know and it starts over the water so we're all gonna come to a understanding you know of you need water <laughs> you know this Absolutely. is gonna be fight to the end this is gonna be water that we're fighting for and land you know there's the resources that they're tapping into that we just want to that we're growing with that's part of our, our hair that's part of our toenails that's mm. part of our skin you know so for us to know that we come from that we are gonna come and fight for that you know so mm. as far as unity you're seeing it right now you know the standing rock bears ears open up the first nations over there so-called canada our, our brothers and sisters are putting it down right now for water it's all a lot look at you got you got flint michigan still you know what i mean there is still dirty water out there in mm. so indian palestine you know everybody you know so every at the end i really i really really feel that everything has uh something to do with it has a lot to do with our water brother i, I, I don't know i don't want to get off on it but i really feel because <laughs> yeah. you caught me on that one <laughs> it's gonna have, it's happening it's happening that's oh, absolutely that very sacred like no 97 98 percent of it how can we not acknowledge and pray to it you know so let's just look at how much power they have over it by tapping into the water sources and it's and we're all gonna fight for it because that's our water you know what i mean we need absolutely. it we pray to it this is a part of us so we and, and it's like mother earth so there's a lot that has to do with um we're seeing it and that's that's the that's the beauty of this this whole conversation you know is to give people the acknowledgement that they're not just thinking it by themselves we're it may we may feel like we're alone thinking like this but you know you got people praying prayer warriors like all of us who are who are in the smoke every night every day acknowledging the battlefield you know giving all that acknowledgement to the ancestors to support our people who are fighting for these these causes that we need to be acknowledging that we've been distracted from from the oppressor from first off the boat when they came off with their intentions with the investors and their mercenaries and mm. their dog hounds you know their bloodhounds and hordes they're everything that mm. they've established on manipulating us from our women the way we look at women sexism to mm. the way we carry ourselves as a man and mm. acknowledging ourselves as tucking our shirts in like a little fuck boy and all this stuff that we've been uh, led away from from understanding that we don't <laughs> our, our, we don't tuck our shirts and Absolutely. we don't wear wingtip shoes you know what I mean but anyways brother thank you yeah, yeah, that's Boom, that was beautiful on. beautiful medicine and I'll just add that you know if there is no unity between indigenous nations um there is going to be no national liberation because we can only win and we can only succeed in in this battle with the oppressor nation if we unite uh in in a united front and we um take on this challenge it's a big challenge but um with unity everything is possible and with that being said um, we're going to take a short break, um, listen to some music real quick, and then um, we will continue uh, with this um, beautiful uh, medicine that we're hearing on the airwaves here. Uh, and this is KEXU 96.1 FM, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And we'll be back in a minute. And this is KEXU 96.1 FM. Uh, you're listening to Free Aslan. And, um, and, and we're just going to get back to this interview because um, we're going to be short on time. Joey, you know we have a lot of questions to get through. And I think that we should just um, finish off this conversation now because uh, I know the listeners are very, very happy 
uh, that this interview is taking place. So let me just let me just continue. Um, you know, when we talked about um, those who are oppressed, we talked about the oppressed nations and people and those who are resisting. And then, you know, um, that includes prisoners. You know, a lot of uh, peoples and organizations and nations, um, a lot of peoples, they um, don't include prisoners. You know, for some reason, they've taken on the ideology of the state. And uh, just like this song we're listening to, you know, the state, when I say the state, I'm not saying the state of California. I'm talking about the military, uh, the politicians, the military, the courts, the police, um, all of the above uh, comprise the state. This is what makes up the state, the capitalist state. So this is what I'm talking about when I say the state. So the, the state, you know, they put out this propaganda that prisoners are bad and you know what, um, they don't deserve nothing and they deserve to stay in prison. But, you know, these are our brothers and sisters and uh, we will never forget our brothers and sisters. And we continue to struggle uh, side by side with them, even though we're on this side of the prison walls, on this side of the enemy lines. They remain behind enemy lines, but we continue to struggle with our brothers and our sisters and we will never forget them in this struggle so you know but many have taken up with the ideology and propaganda of the state thinking that they're bad and that they don't deserve you know and we don't believe that that's you know that's just false that's wrong these are our neighbors our brothers sisters cousins you know our family and um part of our community so prisoners you know they um are actually struggling in many cases um harder than us because they face harder repression you know they're murdered behind prison walls and nobody says nothing they're held in these cells with no windows they are you know dehumanized they're used as human gladiators and they're just suffer um horrific um, um bald repression you know uh, unmasked repression and and so you know it's important that we don't forget the prisoners and um, you know and that we understand that they're facing a form of national oppression um, and they are usually um, the fiercest fighters amongst our community uh, they're usually military aged males um, although women are becoming um, a, a large um, portion of the U.S. Uh, prison system today and they're being criminalized in large numbers but um, the majority is men and they are um, captured from the age of 15 to 35 and that's not you know that's not a coincidence because that's military age that's when people could pick up a rifle and fight um, by any means necessary so this is why they're hyper policed the barrios are hyper-policed. The reservations are hyper-policed. You know, the reservations, um, the First Nations actually has uh, the highest rates of uh, being murdered by police per ratio. So when you um, collect all peoples within these false U.S. borders, um, whether we're talking about um, the Black Nation, the Chicano Nation, Boricua, um, Asians, um, anybody um, in these false U.S. borders, you'll find the group that is murdered most by police, which is the oppressor. And I w will add the police is the biggest gang out there, uh, along with the U.S. military. And we can't forget that. And we won't forget that. And so when they're murdered, uh, indigenous people, First Nations people are murdered at higher rates than any other group within these false U.S. borders. Um, you know, um, all communities should be aware of this, but the First Nations in particular should be aware of this because they're under attack um, at higher rates than anyone else. And that's not publicized and nobody talks about that. Um, but you do hear it on Free Aslan and you will hear it on Free Aslan. But let me just say that when we talk about prisoners, I wanted to ask you, Brother Joey, um, what are your thoughts on prisoners? Why are they important to our struggle out here in minimum security? Well, ever since 1700s, you know, that's when the whole design of what prison was, was um, 
for the indigenous relatives, you know, as different prisons and, you know, from Africa to to the whole prison island or Puerto Rico and Australia, you know, these are these are, um, are, are, are things that we, we really need to acknowledge on how long they've kept this cycle of what is prison to us is conquering, you know, and um, they have, um, they've separated us and created um, ways and, you know, actually figured out as still today, chemical conditioning within the, the walls and and just, you know, experimentation, uh, slavery, half the stuff that you get, you know, from, uh, you know, during Christmas is made from an inmate, you know, painted and, and drawn on. And, and so, you know, the third world country slavery is American slavery, uh, which we are, you know, in a sense, a third world country, I would say, on those times type of um, regulations of how the containment is um, I think at the end of this you know understanding is everybody in, in that is, is part of that anybody is eligible to being a convicted with uh, a CDC number or any type of identification with is in a number system and I think really the, um, you're right you know our people if they're just a normal, normal rig, you know, square working at Walmart and they can get pulled over if a cop's having a bad day and just, you know, and then so anybody's a victim on that sense to understanding the battlefield of, of the oppressor uh, and the, the oppressors and and um, their their technique of power of uh, overstepping, you know, and, and having that power within the court systems, having that power within, you know, uh, you know, the, the, lead, uh, the, the legal systems which create you know your lawyers your taxpayers that pay that you know what i mean so at the end we're being forced to fund this stuff and and with the prisoners to go back to the thing i we're we're all it you know we are living in a prison we're born into a prison with the understanding the the the, the social security number you know and then understanding we're taxpayers with that number before you even walk out the hospital so you know um i think really our brothers and sisters behind the walls right now who are who are finding themselves you know and, and understanding that you know everybody who pops the doors you said it it's not a certain color because it could be black brown white dumb, asian it's the state those guys are paid by the state those guys those blues those guys the word big greens those guys you know those uh, ceos and all that those guys right there are getting paid so they do they forget everything that they've acknowledged themselves as a human being mm. and they, they they focus themselves on on just you know the power it's a false power so you know um we're all our brothers and sisters you know who are who are, who are steady being bullied and harassed and have to go through their you know cold showers at four in the morning you know forced conformity conforming under um this this uh closed circuit system i think really um we you know once we come out we we understand because you take you take something that grows and you put it behind four walls and take the air away from it you take the sunlight away from it you start controlling the water now you 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 have yourself a prisoner you know so and that's how they've take, they've taken us is because now it's a it's a conscience battle it's a separation from us and spirituality and i think that's what the bigger thing of what a prison is it's a separation of consciousness and decent desensitization and understanding that we are um spiritual liberation that's what we are to our people so to let them know that there is there is this that they have within them we ignite these flames like we started in the beginning of this conversation where we are going to light these fires for our brothers and sisters and we are going to remain keeping them lit whether it's my children following my path your grandchildren following your path all of our people within this cycle that we are shedding from and understanding that you know there we are we are this is it this is the revolution so to all my brothers and sisters you know i love you all who are behind the walls and then don't you know i'm not gonna uh ever lose that that direction of acknowledging you guys when i open my eyes in the beginning of the day mm. blessings my relatives mm. and oh, you know Mateo. and i'll say you know that within these uh, false u.s borders <clears throat> within excuse me within the united snakes um you know there's a lot of um you know the 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 oppressor works very hard to 
um, subdue uh, oppressed nations uh, within these borders. They, they work very hard. They pour a lot of resources in, billions of dollars into the media, into the institutions like the schools. You know, they work very hard. And this is, you know, we grow up. Um, learning their version of history, you know, and, and, you know, that's why the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan is so important because it's written by the oppressed, by the oppressed nations. It's not written by the oppressor. It's not shown in the oppressor's schools. It's not okayed by the school board of education. You know, this is history from the oppressed a point of view and so the you know books like this and others are very important it's important for us to write our own uh history and tell our own story instead of uh get letting the oppressor tell our children um the story of of history of what they've done to us and what they continue to do so it's very important they pour a lot of uh, resources into this stuff so um but i wanted to ask you you know um why is it important for the oppressed nations and when i talk about the oppressed nations uh within these occupied territories when, when i talk about the oppressed nations i'm talking about aslan i'm talking about the first nations i'm talking about boricua uh, i'm talking about new africa you know oppressed nations people people who are under the heel of um the state you know under u.s imperialism we're, we're existing we're struggling and we're resisting so but you know why is it important for the oppressed nations to build our own independent institutions such as liberation schools rather than allowing our youth to be brainwashed in the oppressor schools why is it important for our own institutions
remain remembering everything's about remembering we're trying to remember and how is that that's by teaching that's by talking that's by remembering and it's all based out of the the, the naturals and the the mother earth it's all going around with just going outside and breathing air and understanding yourself like i said in the beginning acknowledging yourself as something that is part of something and you are all everybody we are all part of something so there's different areas of it um that i could speak on mine is more on a spiritual aspect of it you know but you know and i know that i could go more into the school but i do feel ceremony as i call it is a form is a form of teaching is a tool that we've been using forever our ceremonies our demiscals our sun dances our, our um you know vision quest everything that we do that's a form of our teaching back to restoring the ways and, and we get the medicines once we sit and we gather ourselves with our natural settings which is the sun the moon the earth our animal relatives our love our compassion you know we need we know we are doing it now compassion is coming back and that's coming back in a good way because it is healthy for us to cry you know so uh, these things that we can reteach our people to identify it brings there and restores that balance back to the world because you start activating people that's which is part of her that's like kind of watering a plant you know what i mean it's in the help her it's in the help her no matter what so our roots are grounded so you know um, us us doing these classes us finding these ways to to get the, the funding to do it you know it's out there now it's just we have to find it within our own community we can't reach to the state to do it because they already have their own books they have their own teaching they have their own written um censorship that keeps us away from understanding what we just discussed right now and i think really um it's never gonna blend with us you know that's yeah. that's we grow that's that, that stuff that stuff is we grow that's technology and that's all artificial that has no no sense to what we are living with identifying ourselves and as, as ourselves as and um the beautifulness you know i mean the spirit yeah. spirit it's all about spirit everything is with spirit blessings yeah. Beautiful. And, and I just add that, you know, a liberation school can be uh, sitting in a forest. Uh, it could be a circle sitting on a beach. And, and, and all it is is um, it's real knowledge and it's real resistance knowledge. And it's not assimilation knowledge. It's not teaching our youth to just go, go along to get along and, you know, just uh, keep your mouth closed and move through this, this life um, as best as you know. It's teaching our youth uh, real history and what really happened to us and not sugarcoating um, what the state and what the oppressor nation has done to our uh, ancestors for so long. So, you know, uh, yeah, so liberation that could be anything, could be sitting in a meadow, uh, a circle of people uh, yeah, with the, with an I mean, elder yeah, um, no. giving klecha, you know, that's, that's liberation. <laughs> that's how you know, right? right now. That's <laughs> how we are in Absolutely. And you know, and for those brothers and sisters who are locked in the in the what you call the four corners, when they're locked in these um, concentration camps, you know, unfortunately, it's horrible. They're in there. But guess what? They create liberation schools inside themselves. You know, they're in the prison cell creating liberation schools with their roommates and with others within the cell block. And so liberation school is not necessarily a structure, a building. It, it can be anything, a prison cell, you know, turn, you transform that. And it's like the art of war. You use the enemy's weapons against them. And that's kind of what happened in Pelican Bay Shoe is it's a weapon. It was created as a weapon to break prisoners and what happened was prisoners uh, uh, used <laughs> their own weapon against them and turned them security housing units into liberation schools and, 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 and taught resistance and taught um, real history and taught real struggle and so that's a beautiful thing but you know I just want to move on we got about 10 minutes left so I wanted to ask this very important question. Um, you know, this is something that I think uh, is necessary for our people, for the future, uh, future generations. Um, and so let me just ask you, um, 
this last uh, well this uh this other question why is it important for our seasoned warriors and elders to stay on the red path to revolution Beautiful. seasoned warriors and our elders it's their responsibility because they are examples to the youth and should they um, back off of their responsibility and not stay on the red path to revolution into liberating uh, native peoples and oppressed nations peoples in, in our united front should they sway from that path then you know they did a great disservice uh, to the people and, 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 and history will remember them as such. And so it's a, it's a huge responsibility being a seasoned warrior. It's a huge responsibility being an elder. But with that responsibility uh, comes example. And in order to teach future uh, generations to continue the resistance, uh, there has to be examples. And as you said, um, we have um, seasoned warriors today and elders today. But one day we will be um, all be the elders and you know we have to continue to keep the drum of resistance beating in the hearts of our youth 
and and let me just before we go we got like five minutes i want to ask about those uh you know the missing and murdered women indigenous women um you know um who've been uh, overlooked and um uh, there's you know they're they're dying in the thousands all these women and let's talk briefly about that we got five minutes let's talk briefly about that what is that coming from uh joey what why are people um doing this And, and protect our sacred, which is our sacred mother. We live on a mother. She gave life to us as what we live in. That's giving life to us still to this day with the trees, the grass, the flow of the water. Our understanding of our missing and murdered sisters, blessings and prayers are very much to all of our lost sisters who have been forgotten. Understanding is, is it starts with how we conduct ourselves with our women. It starts within mm. our house. Do we go and do and, and mistreat our daughters, our mothers, our duelas? No, we don't. No, no we, we do we, not. We, so why should we be taking advantage of our sisters who are, have the biggest love and compassion and fall so, so beautiful to give it, to understand it that that's mm. what they're trying to do is just show what they know, which is mm. love. They, and so if we carry ourselves in, in a disgraceful manner of losing our sense of direction, which we all lose because that's the form of this manipulation from the divide and conquering mm. that we've we have lost but if our brothers and sisters our brothers specifically on this one lose that respect then we start not caring about the sisters that have been stolen and mm. that, that, you got the these oil camps that are murdering and sneaking mm. our women these the ports you know the sailors they're taking our women and they're abroad the, the, you know these people are selling our, our sisters and, 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 and joey joey excuse me let me just ask you um you know you, you said a beautiful thing that you know when when people are um you know preying on on these um on these sisters these indigenous sisters uh, and you mentioned the oil fields and all that so you know when they're exploiting when even other oppressed people are exploiting women and preying on women and being predators and sexual predators on indigenous women when they may even be uh, of, of of the oppressed nation themselves they may even be indigenous themselves then they are categories categorizing themselves with these oil camps with these oppressors from the oil camps with these oppressors from the state and they are the same thing as these oppressors so you know it, it's it's you know it, it's very important this exploitation um, not only comes from the state but sadly sometimes it comes from within as well from within the community so you know it's it's important that when we see it you know that um, we find ways to neutralize um, um, this um, very quickly because it, it's something that happens and nobody talks about and you know it's a form of patriarchy it's a form of you know patriarchy uh, male dominance and um, preying upon women and that comes from the oppressor nation um, who you know our cultures indigenous cultures have always um, held women in high esteem and women were very powerful in indigenous society and when the oppressor came um, um, you know you can tell us um, you know what happened after that but um, and go on Joey I'm sorry for um, adding no, no you're, you're hitting it you know I think really you know it's in the audios you know what I mean you got pimping and prostituting right there right there in Mawekma territory Fillmore Block is like one of the biggest you know what I mean that's almost and that's that's the horriblest thing is that's embraced you know what I mean so breaking these cycles of that type of glamorizing something that by degrading our, our sisters because these could be our sisters these could be these probably have been in the next life and the last life of my yeah. sisters and my dias and my, my aunts and mothers you know so to understand how far this goes back and has been into animal conditioning of our women you know where we have to bring acknowledgement that you know we are not okay with it i am not okay with abusing and, and taking for granted uh, something that has been put here to love so uh, that's like walking and talking shit and taking a dump on your own garden so in reality you know we just don't we don't we, we just don't do it you know we, just mean? Don't just do don't it. we just don't do it and we're gonna have we're to we're gonna have to go. Yeah, I think I think yeah we find them and chin check them. You know we chin check them. They get chin checked. That's what happens when they want to exploit women. 
but let me just uh let me end it there brother because we run out of time let me go there and uh you know man once again brother you know i thank you for coming on to free aslan and you know every time we have a blast and you know we give it to them like you know like they ain't never had it and we're going to continue to give it to them uh rough and raw and we're going to continue to expose the state and the oppressor nation and fight for liberation uh in these occupied territories thank you very much my brother uh for joining me My, my relations to everybody there at the poor house, the poor people's army, everybody at Aslan that's helping you, brother, you know, assist and get this message and frequency out there to change the frequencies and adjust and bring people back to a coherency of clarity. Blessings, my relations. Um, but once again, many Hishmet, blessings and all and love and relations. And, um, you know, let's just keep this pushing. You know, I, I support everybody with the movement and still, you know, just keep it, you know, with, with the directions of your own self, with your consciousness, you know, have, have, don't have self-consciousness, be conscious, that's it, just be coherent, brother. Absolutely. I love you, brother, I love, I love everybody. Love you too, that. brother. Omateo. And... This is KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV, and you are listening to Free Aslan.